insane. That's my lyrics aren't the cleanest. No fucking cuz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this very, very special episode of the Mikey T MMA Podcast. This is our eighth episode so far, and uh, I, I got I got a treat for you guys. This is actually a treat for me, maybe more so than you guys, but I, I, feel, I felt the need to, uh, to put it out there and share it with you guys. My guest today is a uh, World Series of Fighting veteran and soon-to-be Bellator MMA fighter, Jaleel the Realist Willis. Jaleel. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me here, brother. Oh man, it's been a, it's been a uh, a very exciting couple weeks since you told me you wanted to come on the show. Uh, my guy right here is is nine and zero as a it was nine and zero as an amateur, six and zero as a professional, two time state wrestling champion in freestyle and Greco Roman wrestling, and was an all American in Greco. Is that is that true? Uh, nah. They, I mean, I competed on uh, somewhat of a All American level, but never got the credentials or made it to the tournaments to get the credentials. Right, but you were like in the circuit. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. You know how, like, they have um, almost like the Olympic team of dude. You know, they don't just be competing for the Olympic gold all the time. Right. They have tournaments within. You know, just kind of. I own a different circuit, like, and I that's just pretty much what I was doing throughout high school. Right, right. So like, right out there, I think it was right out the state. I think I took like two months off and was back in it with uh, Christian Brothers. Right, you know, and kind of went through up until the summer. Got to travel up to Indiana to do a couple of Ironmans, and that's not saying I can compete on a national level and. And I think that's kind of where their all-American stuff came from, you know. Right. Mostly, just because they saying like he can't compete on the, you know, <laughs> on the all-American level. We've seen it, you know. What I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. That mentality, I feel like, also kind of, if not so, like started getting the ideas in your head, but kind of gave you the confidence once your MMA career started that you do belong and it's not it, it might have taken a f- couple fights to get comfortable but having that added experience from your amateur wrestling career is something I feel like a lot of MMA fighters that come up and as just uh, I don't know if you want to call it just like a street fighter or a brawler but they don't have really any combat experience and yeah. uh, amateur wrestling careers yeah. I think that's why they kind of say that that's the best base for starting yeah. just the, the mentality yeah. of the grind and uh, the stuff that you go through like I mean, it might be hard to go out there and uh, and win a fist fight uh, in a cage, but it's nothing like taking on three, four dudes in the same day in a in a wrestling tournament. Yeah. Who where all these guys are trying to go come out there and get the same stuff done. So I think Man. that's yeah, that's that's for sure. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I, like one thing that used to really make me feel good, like after each one of my matches, you know, like waiting to lose, I used to always kind of, you know think about what it was I did good and what it was I did wrong and you know what was it that I completely was proud of you know I mean and and I always found something out at the end of the match on uh, how good this guy really was you mm-hmm. know and you never think about that going in just being a teenager like you know <laughs> like God, you know I mean I, are you familiar with John Smith 
Uh, is that a is that a coach? Yeah, it's a coach. A wrestling that. coach. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. State. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Cormier. I actually he was talking about that on the on the fight pass prelims earlier. He actually made a, a reference. That was like the first time I heard that name before. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, John Smith. He uh, I've actually uh wrestled one of his recruits. Mm-hmm. You know, like and that was at the uh, Broken Arrow. That was like an Iron Man out there, and uh, I remember I didn't find out it was one of his recruits until. After, you know, we was leaving and it was, I was already on the ride home and my coach, uh, Brian Balky, you know, just sends out an email letting us know, like, how good we did. And he's like, oh, well, it be a John Smith for coming. I remember that too. <laughs> I was like, I would have, you know. Taken a little bit more seriously. <laughs> you know, I'm out there, you know, completely beating this man off of push outs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and just completely, I just. I remember I didn't even understand it because I didn't understand like how smart I really was when it came down to wrestling and how much I really was just out there just by myself and I knew the sport and it was almost like I was coaching myself because a lot you know I wrestled for some small teams. Yeah, you know I mean? White Station like, yeah. didn't exactly have the best of coaching. I imagine a lot of the actual yeah. coaching you got probably came from those Christian Brothers coaches when yeah, you were yeah. competing. And that's true. That's true. Came from uh, a lot of came from you know. Coach Balky, you know, Coach House over there, and uh, even with uh, Cordova and, uh, you know, like C- Coach Doty over at Carville, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Coach Leffler over at Cordova used to always let me in. Like, they knew that the situation I was in, they knew I was going to have a seven man team. So That's they, tough. yeah, they made sure that, you know, my talents didn't go to waste just because. I, I was, you know, a I victim of the situation. Pretty that, much, that's yeah. pretty incredible, especially when you look at it, and it's especially Cordova school that would end up competing against. And oh, yeah, they, yeah. they brought you in, just like you said, to, to make sure the talent wasn't wasted and they could have at least somebody in there trying to mold the yeah. talent to not just let it all yeah. be talent. Because talent is, is only takes you so far until you find the next person that's got talent, but he's got the, the coaching and the well-polished aspects of his game to go along with it. Because a lot of things I used to do also, you know, I used to help bring up, they, uh, they won 70s, you know, like, and they won 60s, you know, mm-hmm. like them coming in seeing a different look and seeing how, you know, like this is, like Coach Leffler, he, you know, he started me out with wrestling, so he always kind of just had that, you know, like special type bond, type of bond with me. You know right. what I mean? On um, the fact that, you know, he started, he gave me my first pair of wrestling shoes. You know what I mean? So when he went over, like we started out at Kingsbury, and I remember the first day I walked in, and I see this man just looks like a pure just coach. You know, mm-hmm. like short guy. You know what I mean? Just a little five o'clock shadow, and it's, I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, little did I know I was going to, like, know that man and have him to thank for a lot of, you know, of my success, really, all of my success, you know. It's like, a beautiful relationship. Yeah, yeah, because he, you, you know, you don't realize that, that you're going to know this guy. You know, this like father figure. He comes like, along the yeah. journey with you. Yeah, it's not, like, just, you know, it's not just you. Yeah. Like it kind of felt like it was at certain times. Yeah, and then you think it's like you know y'all got to be at the same school for you to go to this, go through this journey. Like no, it's not that at all. You know what I mean? Like he loved Kingsbury. I'm in my Russell for Kingsbury one more year after that, and uh, I went over to White Station. And when he's saying you know I was at White Station, he. You know, still, uh, each time I see him at the tournament, like, you know, I warm up with his guys and 
I was I was really almost like I was a Cordova, you know. Yeah, was there any yeah. like any talks of like him trying to get you to like come over to Cordova or anything, or was that just uh, kind of not something y'all never talked about? Yeah, I mean, we never talked about it. I think he kind of knew that my mom didn't even give a shit about me wrestling, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like so, she. She wasn't going to yeah, move school yeah. districts just so you could compete. Yeah, and, like, you know, figure some shit out so I can go compete over there. Like, she could care less if I, you know, wrestled. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, but uh, she wanted me to focus more on my grades anyway. That's so, a mom for you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Shout out to my mom. I'm sure yeah. she'll, she'll be listening. I know. Um, but yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's, that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful relationship you had with that coach right there. And we can just get up, get on into it, uh, kind of like that. Uh, so starting out, I had, I had a a couple of thoughts, like how did, uh, how did Jaleel Willis, the wrestler coming, coming out of that, uh, the white station program, and then obviously doing the work with the Cordova, the Collierville, the Christian brothers coaches, how did that Jaleel Willis, the wrestler, um, kind of transition into Jaleel Willis, the MMA fighter. And if you want to, I, I would love for you to share the story with our listeners about your first fight and how that kind of came about. Because I've heard a couple couple of stories about that, and I want yeah. you to like clear it clear it up for me. Well, to be perfectly clear, like I've not had a, I didn't have an MMA fight before that. That was my first official MMA fight, mm-hmm. but I was training. Okay, you know, so, so you had at least an idea. Yeah, yeah. They tr- they like to make it sound a little bit cooler. Yeah. Like he had never even trained. Yeah. He was going purely <laughs> off his wrestling. Very crazy stuff, man. I remember my friend started room and said I was selling corn. <laughs> Selling corn out of the game. It makes for a good story, though. That's that's yeah, for sure. It's funny. Sometimes I tell you I was selling corn dogs. Yeah. I think I might start spreading that one for you. Add some dramatic effect to it. Yeah. But yeah, so you kind of the basically what happened was the the fight uh, on the day of the fight, somebody had to pull out, and they were kind of scrambling trying to find someone to mm-hmm. fill. And how how did you even get to the opportunity where you're like, hey, I'll, I'll get in there, I'll do it. Well. uh you know, uh, a couple of matchmakers already knew that I was, you know, competing in a couple of jiu-jitsu tournaments. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't know quite if I wanted to fight because the gym I was at at the time, you know, it was kind of, I guess, a little bit more secretive about, you know, what they had going on. Right. Didn't let too much out. So they didn't really know much about it, even if I wanted to. But, I mean, I, I was just seriously there. Trying to make some extra money, you know, with uh one of the local T-shirt guys or something to sell T-shirts and stuff, and I, you know, I went up there. He got he's the one who I actually showed up with. He let me know like you know, I'm selling some T-shirts and I got a spot for you. I pay you X amount of dollars if you come here and do you know sell these T-shirts. Right. You know so. Um, I'm at things, selling, getting ready, got my booth set up, and sitting here looking at the cage, and all of a sudden I'm just kind of thinking, like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? You know, but, <laughs> like you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I was kind of at that bitter point, you know, all my lifetime, you know, teenagers, absolutely, absolutely, I was kind of at that, and you know, I was just thinking, like, man, I, it's like, I. May I should be in there. You maybe should be I on the could, other side yeah, of the cage, yeah, not like, out here. Yeah, I maybe I can make something happen, but all right, but maybe it's a reason why I'm not in there, you know, and I'm kind over of here. Conflicting yeah. thoughts that uh, a lot of teenagers struggle yeah, with. I thought uh, my goal was to let's get this life going and not have to survive off your mom. That's Absolutely, all stuff supposed to be right there at that point. I really 
believe that it's time to let go of the extracurriculum stuff and it's time to get a career going and get something going to where I could be on my own. Absolutely. You know? But little did I know that's what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's kind of it's kind of hard, like going into an amateur fight. Like you you're not exactly getting paid. Like it's all yeah. it's all a part of the process, and to to have that in your mind, like okay, I can I can actually do this. I'm willing to put my body on the line. Yeah. For to make a better future for myself and my family in the future, I think that's a very admirable yeah. trait, and that's that is one of the things that got me personally into it like obviously being good friends with uh our mutual friend hunter joffrey he kind of i didn't know anything about the sport until i started watching him and we kind of started watching some fights together and stuff and that was always one thing it's just like man the just the toughness to even get in there and even give it a shot like it doesn't matter like win or lose like it, if your opponent gets in there and you beat him you still got to shake his hand at the end for yeah. giving you that opportunity to even come in there and that that psychology just you looking at that situation and thinking like man i should I should be in there. Like that yeah. that's that's a very very interesting story right there. Yeah, man. Like, you know, so with that being said, I you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I see one of the uh, local coaches that uh used to coach, you know, and knew me and stuff and he he I didn't know how much he had to do with the organization at the time, you know, so uh he I was talking to him just a little bit, we just shooting the shit and and, uh, you know, the matchmaker came up to me and asked me, you know, like, you know, I'm thinking about to talk to uh, the guy over here who was actually affiliated. Right. He, and he asked me, like, uh, are you a fighter? I'm like, no, no, I want to fight. Like, <laughs> you know, but no, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> he, uh, he tells me, you want to fight. Yeah, I wanna fight. I'm like, you're talking about I'm like you gonna give me set up some training tips, you know, you better help me get started. Yeah, get something. my foot in the yeah. door. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, are you right, gonna help me get my foot in the door and what's up? And he you know, he lets me know just like you gonna fight tonight? Like or in, in that case. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be people here, you know. Yeah. Like, so it's like Alright, so it was kind of like, uh, yeah, like put up, shut up now. Yeah, know? like. It put me right on the spot, like, well, yeah, well, what now? You know? Yeah, you're like, inside, <laughs> your heart's got to be racing, but they want to answer, like, right now. Mm-hmm. So, what, so what'd you say? I looked to uh, my friend, I went to get the guy who I was selling t shirts from, like, hey, hey, hey. It's like, talk to these people. They talk about, you know, they want me. I've heard a lot of shady stuff, man. Yeah. I'm like, I think they better try to do some shady stuff to me. Talk to them, you know. And so I kind of, he kind of acted on my yeah. manager, manager on duty like, job. Yeah. yeah. So he, and he was saying, "Who is it? Why do you want him to fight? What happened? You know, like asking questions yeah. that I need to know. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Like, so I appreciate him for helping me out with that. And like, but he's uh, asking away, and the more he's asking, like they just, you know, they just like, look, come on, man, he can do it, and da da. They said he used to wrestle. Like this guy's a stand-up fighter. He's like, what's his record? Eleven and five. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that part yeah. of the story. Yeah, it's like, so he's had some experience. He's yeah, been through the, yeah. the ringer a couple times and back. No, it was actually, uh, I I forgot his name. It's crazy. Oh wow, I forgot his name. 
Like, yeah, I couldn't find yeah. that fight on the internet either. Yeah, no, nah, you're not going to find it. Yeah. It only pops up. Like, I see the little video from somebody's cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> it pops up on my memory video when it comes around. Right. Uh, man, they they just tell me, obviously, they trying to, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, y'all serious? Yes, I'm, let's do it. I'm like, take me to go get my mouthpiece because I got a nice mouthpiece. <laughs> you know, I got an orange <laughs> mouthpiece that I won in a jiu-jitsu tournament. That I that was my first mouthpiece ever. You right. know what I mean? So I'm, you know, I'm like, y'all gotta take me go get that. That's get my lucky piece. You know, like, like, I gotta get mouthpiece. Y'all, y'all not gonna give me some mouthpiece from Walmart. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, cause I remember thinking like, I just, you know, got, I took a took a pretty hard hit. I got my teeth knocked out. You know what I mean? So, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. At least like, you yeah, know, you gotta of, have that added protection. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? They. They just like, all right, we'll we'll take you, we'll and we'll even take you to go see your opponent. Say, no, nah, you don't gotta do that. I'm like, but y'all don't know y'all pulled the wrong motherfucker out the crack. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm like, I know y'all probably do this all the time, but y'all picked the wrong one. Like they, did, they <laughs> yeah. had no idea what they were about to get yeah, themselves like, into. Dude was just, you know, dude just laughed at me. It's like, huh? Yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> so I like that attitude, man. He gets somebody to drive me to Orange Mound from the Delta Fur. Right. They drive me to Orange Mound. Get my mouthpiece. I run in. I don't tell him, Uncle. I'm forgetting that I'm 18. I was like, yeah, she can't fucking stop me. Yeah, <laughs> but still, she, yeah. She, you didn't need her having the, that worrisome mom yeah. thing going on. Run in. My little sister, like, braiding her like the perfect, you know, hood movie scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That is really incredible. Yeah. It's funny, this motherfucker. Like running the house, get my, get my mouthpiece, grab the only like pair of jujitsu shorts I have, and I'm like uh, I think I had a cup. Oh, I, I, I may have had my own cup. Well, I may have got a cup. No, I probably had my own cup. Like, cause I think I was kind of set up to where I had everything, you know. Right. So, so I'm just, but yeah. you were still just barely, barely getting yeah, into yeah, it. Like yeah. the fact that you even wondering if you had a cup, like gives me an idea yes. of, of what you were working with at the time. Yeah, like I remember, my, I think I ran in, I grabbed uh, the only uh, pair of shorts that I had that was given to me by my Muay Thai coach at the time, cause I was trying a little bit of Muay Thai, trying to dibble into striking, and uh. I grabbed a, a old Cordova wrestling singlet that I have, to, and I use those as compression shorts, you know. Oh man! So that's why I think I had a cup, you know. And fucking man, just run out there like thinking, okay, I'm, I just need to keep going. Somebody gonna stop me and tell me, all right, all right, it's cool, dude. Showed up. You ain't gotta do it. Like, thanks for letting us know, you know, that you're interested. You're badass. Yeah. You know? Go on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, let us know if you ever want a favor or something. You know what I mean? Like, no. Like, dude didn't show up. We fucking get to the depth of the line on Like, oh, and, and this is another fucking kicker. They wanted to make sure that I was so comfortable that they went and got my friends, two friends at the time, who, like, just so I can feel like I was. Just oh, they went and picked them yeah, up. They went and picked them so you had up. you had a couple <laughs> fans yeah. out there. Yeah, it was like just, we just it was just my buddy Gary and Kobe, you know. Yeah. Like, so I, well, I, we just drinking the night before, <laughs> like just talking about man, you should be an MMA fighter. Fuck that gym, <laughs> it won't let you be a fighter, man. You somewhere else, <laughs> like. And then here it is. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like the dreams have come true. Yeah, I like we trip off that all the time. I remember calling them like, "Hey, they want me to fight. You think I should do it?" It's like, "What?" <laughs> like, uh, 
Uh, yeah. Is, are you being serious yeah. right now? Yeah. And then uh, the guy who was with me, he's like, those your corner coaches? You wanted me to go pick them up? I'm like, yeah, I'm my corner <laughs> coach. So I'm like, right over here. Like, so we do all of this. And, and he just lets me know, just giving me a lot of time to kind of, really, that's all I was going to do is buying myself time to kind of just process this whole thought and, like, trying to prepare myself like I would for a wrestling match. But it's like, the biggest match of my life, you know. Yeah, like, there's so many new like, elements yeah, thrown yeah, into like, it. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I got to get, I got to go get my buddies. Like, they get in the car, they, you know, they fucking just, like, still hungover from last night. And, and they just kind of let me know, just like, man, oh, so what's going on? Let, let us know. I'm like. I'm like shaking at this you, point. You didn't you know? even like, know what was going <laughs> on. This is like almost something yeah. like out of a movie at this point. Yeah, I was like, now we driving. The guy, he really don't know what's going on. He just know they told me to go take you wherever you need to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it bring you back to the fucking place to get killed. Yeah, <laughs> or, or the, so they thought. Yeah, yeah. So, I, man, we, uh, I feel them on, on what's going on. And they let me know that's fucking wild. It's like, you really going to do that? Okay, yeah, you can fucking do it. Go for it. Like, and they, and you know, because they, my friends, they really believe in me. You know what I mean? It's like, Sounds like yeah, it. they believe me, believed in me from wrestling. So they was like, man, fucking MMA fight, they're going to let you be able to wrestle inside it, right? All right, you fine. Like, you know, it's like, you're fucking fine. Go for it. Man, I, literally, I didn't believe it at all, though. I was just like, man, I'm fit to go in there, man, do my fucking best, show up. Man, man, it's like a long fucking line. And I remember it was such a long line because I'm like, we stopped by. We, I seen a car that I knew from high school. I was like, it was uh, one of my old peers in mm-hmm. high school. I was like, hey, man, can we get in? You know, can we jump in front of you? And he's like, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> and, and I let this man know. I'm like, I'm about to have my first MMA fight. He's like, oh, you do that? Now, you know how people give you that. Like that BS, like what? Yeah, they're just okay. kind of judging you, like, yeah, like yeah, sure. you go, you go. Yeah. Good luck with you all that. Do that. Yeah, you gonna be in there doing it. Yeah, you get punched in the face for a living. Yeah, go. You yeah. go try that. See it. Come back and let me know how it goes. Yeah, because everybody used to always think I was just fucking weird in high school, you know. And just I remember they they drove up, dudes drove up to the fucking sheriffs and tell them we had a fighter right here, and he's always be in there. We was running late. We can't wait in this line. Sheriff's like, like, come on in. Yeah, I'm like, damn, fuck, like, you so stop us or something, you know? I'm like, I got, I'm like, break chill bumps everywhere, and I might not want to do it, you know? I'm trying to find every reason not to. Yeah, like, it's that fear of yeah, the unknown. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm trying to, you know, just think of something, just like, I can't do it. Uh, no, no, <laughs> like, I'm just not working. Like, and I get inside there. They treat me like I'm like I I'm just the biggest show. Little that I know I was the co-main event, you know. Wow. Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking I'm going inside there just to like you know do some stuff. Like I'm saying dudes like Trip Carter and stuff, and I'm like, man, uh, this is the big man, time big for the time, local yeah. show. Like I'm like Trip Carter still back here, you know, warming up, and I'm like, I'm like nah, I ain't like like y'all telling me yeah, I'm like got a couple of fights, man. I'm just. I mean, I was back there with Trip, and Trip, Trip didn't know me at the time. He was just kind of, you know, in his zone and stuff. And I'm just thinking, like, man, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And all, and then I, my friend's just standing there. He just trying to pump me up, like, I got this one buddy, like Kobe, 
say, fuck oh, yeah, your time, your time to shine, my man. Fuck him. You whoop his ass. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and we don't got dressing rooms. We got curtains. Right. He on the other side of it. Like my opponent, <laughs> like listening my, to your yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy quarter man getting yeah. you hyped up. Fuck you! Still have, still have absolutely no idea what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, man, man, I do a couple of jumping jacks, fucking look back the mac, the matchmaker got somebody to wrap my hands, and I'm just like, yeah, for real. They There's no going some, back yeah, now. Yeah, no going back. They give me some gloves. I got my mouthpiece. I'm dressed, and uh. One, by the time I put the gloves on, I remember when I had the gloves and tape on, I remember thinking like, okay, maybe I got about 30 minutes to prepare. Ten minutes later, they, like, they came right to me and said, five minutes, you're going five minutes, you do an intermission, five minutes. I was like, oh my God. Because like, at this point, my uh, buddy Gary, not the crazy one, my other friend, he's sitting here and he's thinking like, you know, I, I talked him out of this. Yeah. Like, or something like he, he really don't want to like go out there. Like he's afraid. He could see that you, you know? had those nerves, which. Yeah. And he just let me know, like, dude, you don't have this. Yada, yada. <laughs> it's not exactly go. what you need to hear yeah. right before you <laughs> to go into a fight. My other friend's still over there. He's like, hippie out. That's fucking <laughs> crazy. Fuck you. <laughs> like, uh, he got this man. It's, like, it's his time to shine. I'm like, and they come up to me and they tell me, all right, man, you about to walk out. I walk out first. He tell me, I'm going to play you something crunk. Man, they play me the hot, they play hot stepper. Like, it's like this real just corny song. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, bro, y'all just do me wrong and everybody, everybody all together at, at one time. Ooh, I'm like, Oh. You all of a sudden that's that is the that is real. They talk about not going back. Yeah, that is right. like all hitting you at once. I ain't even seen the crowd yet. I just I'm behind the curtain out of here. Boom! I'm like, oh. I now look at my buddy, like the one that's not crazy, uh-huh. and he just like he just like standing there just looking at me. Now I smack him in the chest. I'm like, I. Let's go. <laughs> and I, and I just take off running out there. And as I run out there, I, even though my plan was to run out there and run straight there and I'd hear everything, I ran out there. And when I got past the curtain, I froze up and I started slowing down, walking like a Rick Flair walk. <laughs> just kind of just walked the rest of the way to the cage and really had to process the whole thought. And, and uh, my buddy, my crazy friend, walked out. He was behind me. It was like some WWF stuff. As they booing me, I'm like the fans, like right where you're sitting there. They booing me, and I'm walking down, looking at straight in the eyes, and my buddy just like, fuck, <laughs> 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 you know, like, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, like, oh. I'm like, we about to get our ass kicked, and Kobe, you next, like, yeah, <laughs> they coming for you after this, absolutely, man. We get all, I don't look back, and I'm like, where the fuck is Gary, you know, <laughs> like. Gary is still at the curtain, like when he's <laughs> he's trying to take it all in. The Kobe had to tell him to come on, and we just looked so unorganized. And they assigned me two, uh, two like corner coaches, like besides my corner coach, because right. I realized I came there with two of my buddies. And some people to yell some some instructions along yeah, the way, yeah. kind of. Yeah, I just had two of the guys there, and I right before I get in the cage, I hear uh, 
I guess it was one of the assistant wrestling coaches for Raw Egypt. He lets me know. Uh, he's like, man, damn, Jaleel, <laughs> go do it. I was, because even he was like, shot like, why the fuck did he do that? You know, like, I get inside there and I'm still just kind of, you know, jumping around because I'm yet to see my opponent at this point. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's black, white, Big, some kind of, yeah, yeah. You just got you got a, crazy, a number in your yeah, head, 11 to 5. You're like, yeah. he's got experience, and there, there's that extreme yeah. unknown that comes with not knowing. Uh, just even even a, a frame to visualize orthodox southpaw, not even getting into all that technical stuff. Yeah, but that's why he does. I, I didn't know five. nothing about that. Yeah. I didn't know nothing about all that technical stuff. All I knew was wrestling, and I knew that. I can compete, you know, with I. I'm like, I can compete with anybody. That's how I see it. Like you put anybody there, I compete with them. And that's I just I just kept it. I didn't believe it. Sometimes I still be hesitant to believe it, but I know that when when that bell rings or when that whistle goes, like it's there, and I can compete. And that's it. It almost it almost looks like to me like that that is like where you belong like yeah. that that feeling like all those feeling emotions that you're feeling leading up to it it uh, and we we still got to get to the point of how the fight went for all yeah. the fans out there but it feels like those emotions kind of for you seem to go away once you're in the fight and that like I said it, it it feels like that's where you belong because you really come out there and excel and even in a fight where everyone they're just throwing you to the wolves to get killed to save the fight. And you come out there and, and obviously spoil yeah. everyone's show, and, and the star was born. Yeah, yeah. So I, and that's how that's exactly how it went, you know. He comes out, and it's just like it's supposed to be, you know. And I see him, and I'm just like, man, he's, he's like, you know, a lot scarier than I thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think to myself, I, I know this dude, you know. I've seen him fight before. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, and I really just kind of bitch up then you know it's like i i really can't believe this now you know i'm like yeah like cause i'm like, i've been to one mma show like, i've been to one of brown hall fights mm -hmm. so i haven't seen like kind of the 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 people a little bit of what's on the circuit and i see this man i'm like shit I'm like they would show me i would say no you know yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like i'm like so man and he fucking gets there we meet in the center of the cage and I'm looking at the Vaseline on his eyebrows, I was, and I'm just like, for some reason, like that's what I'm staring at. Like we get there, I'm not looking at him in the eyes. I'm looking at the Vaseline on his eyebrows and Vaseline on his forehead, and all the Vaseline that was on his face, and thinking about this Vaseline on my face right there too. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm thinking about stupid shit, like yeah. real stupid shit. Like go back to my corner. They let me know, you know what I mean? So he, they, he waiting for the time and the lock of the cage. And like, and I look back and my buddy, uh, my crazy friend, tell me one more time. He's like, just, like, just your fucking time to shine. <laughs> Fuck these people. I'm like, saying, God damn it, Kobe, you crazy. Yeah, you know? let's, let's, <laughs> let's get this on the, let's get man, the show on the road. They ring that fucking bell, man. We go out there. I don't even remember if we touched gloves. I remember he swung. And he swung and got close enough to me to where I could shoot in and get a body lock in. Mm -hmm. Man, I remember I got the body lock. It kind of stalled for like a tenth of a second. It stalled. And then 
Like the it was like I remember hearing the crowd just like yeah yeah kind of like you know getting ready for the party like, let's go you know mm-hmm. and then it was just like yeah well oh oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know like people was kind of like because I slammed him and it was like I knew after that first slam I knew I was like I'm here this is it yeah, yeah this is it. And for those of you yeah. who haven't seen Jalil fight before, he has, and I'm not just saying this because he's here right now, some of the most vicious slams I've seen, let alone from a person on some of the, the smaller circuits working his way up to the bigger shows, but just in all of wrestling, I was talking to some of my friends about that, just like you look at your level of wrestling and the, the amount of competitive advantage that that gives you over these other guys who have just been training purely in MMA and just kind of dabbling in all the different uh, disciplines of the sport, the, that wrestling just really – if you don't if you don't believe me, just go on YouTube and search Jalil Willis and any of his fights, you click on any of them, and you, you will know what I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I, I'm looking nah, forward to good, this. Man. It's like, I'm, after that first slam, though, I knew. I was like, man, this is it. Like, I didn't think a star was born or that – I was here to stay, but I knew I was like, man, y'all did it. You know what I mean? It's like, y'all didn't click on, like, I didn't been clicked on to some, I didn't have some switch flips on me, like, you know, like, when I didn't been, like, you know, just got to get that tunnel vision, and I'm in a wrestling match, and I'm just feeling myself doing pretty good, but it's all safe. It's all sport to me. Man, they, I, I felt the reality of life. Like, that's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. When I when I slammed that guy, I felt the pure, and I'm glad I'm talking about it now because you know, like I, I'm be getting story, but I'm like I really need to hear this. You know, yeah. what I mean? like bring it I, back. Yeah, I've been trying to bring it back to myself, but that was it. I felt the reality of life. I felt it's me or it's you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. I I think sometimes that's how life gotta be. That's that that's so incredible to hear you say, Jalil, because I I've often felt that way about so many things outside of just like fighting in general. Like that that same attitude translates to every single possible aspect you could imagine of life. It's like come to school. If you don't go get it, somebody else is gonna get it. You don't yeah. go after that job, somebody else is gonna go get it. Like the for have to have that switch click, like you said, um, the way that it did that. That just seems to me it all kind of makes sense yeah. how things progressed after that and how your your career kind of started kind of hit the ball running real yeah. fast and you started taking fights taking fights and um, you were winning and you were winning you were looking great and I another thing that I wanted wanted to talk to you about was just um, you see earlier in your career obviously very wrestling oriented you racked up a lot of TKOs um, and then I there was there was a fight that I saw um, that kind of seemed to me like it was the the turning of the tides. It's like you had obviously been developing your striking and yeah. kickboxing and yeah. overall Muay Thai and just striking game as a whole. Um, I've been working on that for a while, but um, I saw your fight against uh, Austin Parker in V3, and it was uh, they were deeming it like the, the typical wrestler versus striker match. They mm-hmm. said that he's like he's got real crisp boxing, got good kicks and all this stuff, and you could see it how the fight progressed, but the first round, you come out, you, you did your thing, you took him down. Um, he, he looked decent on the feet, but you came out, and it was just one shot you landed, just a right hand, and he just face-planted him. And it's just like, he here that you are, the wrestler, knocking out the striker. And I think um, 
if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was either your next fight or the second next fight after that was Eli McLaughlin, uh, yeah. and he's uh, with the is it the Barada MMA mm-hmm. guys? Yeah, They're yeah. very big and uh, have a lot of really successful very guys. Yeah, and you come out and you crack him with a shot and wobble him, take him down, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, 30 seconds of the fight, you hammer-fisted him to, to um, a borderline unconsciousness. You see his eyes roll back in his head, and it kind of seemed to me like ever since then, like your striking game, it's all of a sudden not like people are calling you to strike, they're just a pure wrestler. You have you have that ed- added element for the, your opponent to worry about, and uh, I think that's been something I had a lot of people asking me about. Um, how you got to where you are and where you plan to go, but I kind of saw the yeah. the transition begin and it really started to flourish after that. Yeah, and I, like I says, the, to me, it's all the reality of life. It's all the reality of life. Like you know, you can sit back and pile on all the BS and think, poor me, and what can I do to get some other people to think poor me? You know, like like and. After a loss, you know, you can think of a good excuse on why you lost and why that just happened and why this is just life and life goes on. But, I mean, at the end of the day, right before you go into those things, you got to somehow realize that whatever happens right there, you got to live with for the rest of your life. You can convince your coaches, your teammates, your family whatever you want to convince them if you if you know what I mean if you fucking do it if you, if you want to and only gotta try hard you can convince people of anything you know especially mm-hmm. when you got an open wound that somebody's looking at like, you can convince people purely to agree with me yeah, and they, they want to yeah. help you at that time and that you're feeling yeah. vulnerable so you can really just kind of sway their yeah. opinion very easily because of the emotional state of what's going on yeah but you gotta know that yeah it was ultimately something you did or didn't do that caused for you to be right there in that situation <laughs> so for someone yeah. like you 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 look at it and, and you don't just you don't just dwell on it you don't you're not the type of person I could see that that sits back and makes those excuses. You you look at it and you find a positive. And in a yeah. wrestling career, I feel like that's something that it teaches you because you're not going to go out there and win every match. No, There's yeah, sometimes no, no. you just run into to a brick wall and you get you just get stopped. Um, with that being said, the the lessons that can come with something like that that kind of transcends you like at a spiritual level because once you realize that in your life, you can use that in all areas of your life, not just wrestling or fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and that's all it is, the reality of life, you know? You you can be the lion, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or you can be the gazelle. Yeah, like, absolutely. Or, or y'all both can be lions or but you gotta realize it's you that wants to live and you you wants to want want that success like you can't win all the time you can't but damn yeah why not you know it's like why, why not, not try? Fucking, yeah why not fucking try your hardest and fucking give leave, it your all yeah you know, leave like, no possible excuses on yeah, the table like, and that's and that's what wrestling taught you. That's why I'm telling you, man, like, I'm not trying to force wrestling on my kids, but I really hope that they, you know, somehow get, get inside of it. I, I, I always encourage people to continue wrestling, like, because I came up with a 
like, you know, with no kind of a male figure, you know, to help motivate me and keep me on, like, a straight and path. You I know was, what I mean? was the like, same yeah. way. And wrestling was that. Like, wrestling helped me meet just everything and helped me, like, deal with, like, the reality of life because I, like, that's one of the edges I think that wrestlers get over a lot of the other martial arts in them, you know, that goes down is because you you compete in it. And, you know, like in high school and you competing at like a real early age and you you have to deal with a, a crushing loss. You being like manhandled, you stuck like you having to deal with life completely not going your way. Like sometimes you can go in there and you lose one match and you just like this first match of the day, what the fuck, you know, and the second match go out and lose that one too and you have to turn it and the rest of your team, you know, still got a whole tournament to rock and you done beat some of these guys and they still, you know, they going and you just like, why me? You yeah. know, and that's your whole thought is why me? Like, you don't think I got to work harder and like not as a kid, you know what I mean? You don't think that. You just think like this is messed up. Maybe this is not for me. Absolutely. And then that's when it puts you to that point, like to where you gotta, you know, have heart right there. Like something a lot of people don't face until they're about twenty three or eighteen, nineteen. You know when they when actually, life yeah. starts really giving yeah. you those trying times. Yeah, man. Like wrestling brings that to you, like. In like the eighth grade, you know what I mean? Like seventh and eighth grade, you having to like take what, take a loss, and right after you take that loss, like realize, like, you know, I, I, I gotta put that in the past. I can keep it with me, but I need to keep going. Or you can take the route and you can quit. Like, I'm not saying. A lot of people who quit wrestling, you know, just kind of quit on a lot of other stuff. You yeah, know? And that attitude yeah. trans transcends yeah, yeah. to like, other areas. I might. I I listen to country music. I I remember I heard this country song. Dude, uh, uh, I think it was Chris Young. He said, "Uh, he uh, his granddad told him you you quit that sport, you'll be a quitter for the rest of your life." You know. And then and that's fucking true. It is. That's like true as a mug. Cause I remember I quit football. And uh, I think that song, I don't think that song was out at that time. But I remember like I quit and I felt like I was going to be a quitter, you know. Yeah. Like, like yeah, that's me. You know, <laughs> it's like, tub gets going, I'm gone. You know, like, so. It's like I just I always kind of had that quit in me and that quit mentality because I knew I'm like when I wrestle, if it's somebody tougher than me, I quit. Yeah, mm -hmm. I gotta work a little bit hard. I quit. And I football, it wasn't quite going my way. The coaches was coming down on me pretty hard, so I quit. And each time I quit, something went just slight fucking spectacularly, like just right for them people whenever I quit. Mm -hmm. Like the football team winning one state. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. and I remember just like, what the fuck? 
And that's like, that's yeah. tough thoughts because yeah, you're like, like, I should be out there. That should be my ring, that ring on my finger. Yeah, and I'm like, I was starting and everything. Was I a fucking weak link? You what happened? Like, <laughs> what yeah, happened? I, I did that. Like, so I was, you know, you kind of take all it with you, and you, you know, what I mean, it's like you just know that you don't want to go through life thinking like you know an excuse to help me deal with it deal with life you right. know excuses gonna help me deal with it you know it's real cool like to know that you got a uh, something like you know MMA and wrestling and stuff like that compete where you can get that that gladiator feeling that that true feeling that you know technology can't really give you you know what I mean it's like cigarettes can't give you you know yeah. like you really can't get that you that's something that's like goes back to like way 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 back probably like BC time yeah it's so you know, primal it's yeah. like people have been fist fighting for thousands of thousands of thousands yeah, of years yeah. and here here you are finding success in in the just the most not brutal of sports but just such a such an exciting sport and also a time when the sport is like really growing to I mean, some people almost argue that it's surpassing boxing yeah. in terms of like the, the the attention and like the the ESPN coverage and all the stuff that really pushes pushes a sport. And like you said, people people have been doing this for so many years. You can't get that feeling from just yeah. from any yeah. type of technology by any means. It, it's like is is has I don't know like man what it exactly has to do with, but it's. I, that's, like, the only way I can describe it is the reality of life, just like the fact that, you know, you got animals like this, just go at it, go to war. Like That's all they war. know. Yeah, that's all, all they, they know. know is fucking war. And it's because they got to eat and their family got to eat. You know, like we as a pack got to live. Like, like, even if this pack wasn't here, I want to live, you know. She's wondering why I'm at. Uh, I told her I was going out to dinner. Like, man, I could call her and so she can calm down. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pause it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Um, but we'll be right back here on the Mikey T MMA. I'm trying to make it, but I swear this shit isn't what it seems. Uh, big dreams, big dreams. I'm trying to make it, but I swear this shit isn't what it seems. I was born in 93. I grew up in the suburbs. I went to Woodland Press. I was invested as a warrior. Cast off like Tom Sawyer until I reached high school. Sorry about that, guys. We are back um, on the Mikey T MMA podcast. Uh, we're going we're gonna have to wrap it up real quick, but I do have one more quick question for you, Jalil. And this was something that a couple uh, of my friends also we try to do some some fan involvement, get them involved. And uh, one of the questions for you was, um, when, when all said and done, um, what, what what do you as a as a fighter like? What do you want to accomplish? Where what do you see yourself and kind of to transcend that? Where what do you want your legacy as a fighter to be? Oh. Really like Floyd Mayweather status. <laughs> Just that know. money. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I understand not, that. Yes. Yeah, like, you know, like, like, that's the honest truth out there. You know, like, a lot of people got different reasons why they do fighting, you know. 
and why they fight and why they compete. Mine's is that. <laughs> I, I want to be like Floyd Mayweather. I want to <laughs> dominate. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, keep it going and have my own brand and be like the Michael Jordan. Yeah, Absolutely. Like the one thing about those two Jordan. guys is not only were they the, the masters of their craft, the best at what they did, but they <clears> took it to another level and brought the business aspect mm-hmm. to it where Jordan had his shoes, all, all the endorsements and stuff. Mayweather just getting so much money from everything that he's involved with in his life. That's a that's a very, a very high thing to aspire for. But I think um, to, to build on that um, with, with you, like with what you have and where you've come from, you really like – one of the markets that I hear uh, often in, uh, in 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 UFC and MMA in general that hasn't really grasped onto MMA is the African American market. Just like you know, boxing is so like deep rooted in the culture. There's still like that opportunity to grasp into like the urban areas and get those guys out buying the pay-per-views, get them coming to the shows. Uh, I hear Tyron Woodley, uh, a guy coming from a similar situation, talking about it a lot. Like he still wants to to get that market to. It, understand the sport and not really look at it as a bunch of like crazy white dudes just going out there yeah. hitting each other in the face, punching each other on the ground, um, stuff like that. So I think I think you have have a great opportunity. It yeah. is very a very high thing to aspire for, but I think you have a great opportunity. And we everything we've seen from you in the past uh, leaves us with nothing much to expect except for to be excited for the future. And yeah. I think that's a that's a beautiful thing, man. And I just uh, I really want to thank you for coming on no the show. Man, uh, it's been it's been a great time. Um, I Hopefully, hopefully after you win at Bellator 162 from Memphis, Tennessee, we'll get you get you back in sometime. Share, share some more stories because I really, I really did enjoy this, and I'm sure everybody out there did as yeah, well. Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Oh man, no. I hope everybody tuned into the fight and appreciate having me on. Tickets, tickets still on sale or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, yeah. so if you need tickets, hit up hit up this man on Facebook or hit me up and we'll we'll set that up. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, uh, this is the Mikey T MMA podcast and we are